0: Today, I'm going to tell you the story about Johnny. Now, Johnny, he was an unlucky guy. And I don't tell this story to bring discredit upon him or shame upon him. He has since passed away. And I tell you, I love this man like a brother and will to my dying day. He was a salt of the earth heart as big as the outdoors. But here's a story I heard about him. Now I will preface with I didn't see this happen. I wasn't even on the job when this happened. But it was told to me in pretty much the same manner I'm going to tell you. I can't guarantee it's word for word and that everything is completely accurate because as stories go they grow with time and there have become some embellishments, some things would get forgotten. But this is to the best of my recollection how this went down. So Johnny was making a stop out in kind of a kind of a desolate area of where we worked out in the country, so to speak. And where he made this traffic stop, there was a lot of tall grass. And he walks up to the car. Now, now, something important to know about law enforcement is when we walk up to the car the first time, we don't want anything in our hands because we don't know who's in that car. So we're a little bit on edge. So We make sure that we can do everything we can to protect ourselves should that go wrong. So we kind of sneak up, you know, look in back window, then look in the front window. Then we, you know, make a turn so we can see traffic and see the violator and talk to him and be as safe as possible. So Johnny makes his approach. He gets up there all, all set, tells the violator why he stopped him, gets his license, registration and insurance and walks back to his car. Now on the shoulder there, there was some very tall grass. So he's kind of wading through this grass, can't really see the ground and it's also dusk. So adding to it, the sun has already set but not, it's not so much where there's no light, but the sun is going down. So he goes up, he gets the info, he walks back to his car, he writes out the citation. And on his way back up to the car, what he didn't know was that the agency responsible for the road and the care of the road had done some work out there earlier in the day, and they had opened up a manhole. Well, they didn't cover it when they were done. So somehow, Johnny walks by this manhole on the way to the car, walks by this manhole on the way back. But on his third approach, when he has his ticket all filled out and he's carrying the ticket book back up with the person's information, he falls in this hole. Now imagine you're walking along and all of a sudden there's no ground under you and you are falling. What are you going to do? He throws his arms out, kind of like chicken wings, to hold himself up. And he catches himself. Now, he has no idea how deep this hole is. He's calling for help, but no one can hear him. Traffic's going by. The violator can't hear him. He, can, The only thing he can do is put out the call that no one wants to hear when you're working. 1199, officer needs help. So he's able to maneuver his hand to his microphone, and he calls out 1199, officer needs help. So now the world is coming to save him. And, I, and he's losing strength the whole time. He can't pull himself out. Now, when, you, when you're in uniform, you got your boots, you got a heavy, un, heavy uniform, you have a bulletproof vest, you have a gun belt with all sorts of different things on it. You weigh probably 30 to 40 pounds more than if you were to just go through your daily life. So you're carrying a lot of extra weight. Well, poor Johnny, he's holding himself up, plus an extra 30 to 40 pounds. It's, it's wearing on him. It's, it's, it's tough. His muscles are starting to burn. Well, after a few minutes, I mean, you got to imagine this, this poor violator. He's sitting in his car waiting for this officer to write the ticket, right? And he, the officer has written the ticket, so there's time that's taken there. Now the officer's in this hole, and he's holding himself up and he's calling for help and nobody can hear him, and now he's on the radio and people are coming, but he's out in a remote area, so it's taking a while. Well, this violator kind of realizes, and it's dusk, he can't see, but he kind of realizes this This officer's not coming back. What's going on? So he kind of hollers out the window a little bit. He, did, he gets no reply. So he, hear, he hears, the violator's hearing sirens coming toward him He's thinking, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on? So he gets out of his car and he starts searching around. Officer, where'd you go? And you can see he's not at the car anymore. Officer, where are you? And he hears him him calling for help. Oh my gosh, so he's looking around now. Well, about this point, the first police officer shows up and all they hear is 1199 officer needs assistance. The most desperate call that an officer can make over the radio. So they're jacked up. They think this guy had something to do with the possible demise of their partner because now they're not able to get a hold of him anymore. They're calling for him, asking for status updates. And he's, Johnny is so using all of his strength to hold himself from falling down this, who knows how deep hole, he can't reply back. So now they're thinking the worst. They're thinking this Johnny might be dead or dying. And they pull up and there's, a, there's Johnny's car behind a violator's car and a violator just kind of standing out there walking around so what do they do they put him at, they pull out their guns point him at him get on the ground right now and so he's like whoa no wait i'm trying to help i don't know where this guy is and but you know they got to secure the scene they don't know this guy could be lying he could have actually done some damage to johnny they don't know so they have to take safety precautions make sure they don't get hurt so they put this guy on the ground now where we worked It's kind of a desert area. Asphalt gets pretty hot in the desert. So they put this poor guy on the ground, which is all they could do, you know. They put handcuffs on him. Now, they pulled him off the asphalt as quick as they could, but it's hot. And he was a little reluctant to get down there, and I don't blame him. So they pull him up, and they start, Where's Johnny? What'd you do with him? And all of a sudden, they hear, Help! help. Kind of out in the distance. Now they're, Johnny, Johnny, where are you? We're here. We're here. Help. And just as they run up to Johnny, Johnny loses strength, probably, right? And you know, you, oh, help's here. I'm saved. And he just lost it. And he fell the rest of the way down that hole, probably another two inches. So now, poor Johnny is standing there looking out of this hole and people are running up to help him and he just he had no idea how deep that hole was in his defense he's kicking around he can't get footing on the side you know he can't get traction on the sides to pull himself up he had no clue how deep this hole was <laughs> so he was a little embarrassed to be sure so they pull him out of the hole and and they they dust this poor guy off and send him on his way. And Johnny, he couldn't live it down, man. I mean, he, they told this story to everybody. I showed up probably a couple years later at that office. And they told this story to everybody that would listen. And, uh, well, he took it like a champ. He He knew... I mean, he did everything he could. He did it right. He, was, he wasn't, he was if that hole had been six foot deep, deeper than it was, right, he could have broken both legs, falling. It, what if it was 20 feet deeper? He could have died. He didn't know. He did the right thing. And everybody agrees he did the right thing in the long run. And when it all washed out. But boy, everybody got a good laugh. Including Johnny, by the way.